You don't even like sports. Welcome to You Don't Even Like Sports, a podcast about sports for people who don't like sports. With your hosts, Adam Todd Brown and Jeff May. Hey, Jeff. Adam. Jeff, can I tell you something? I would love for you to tell me something. Oh, good. Because it's a thing I've wanted to tell you for a long time, which is that you don't even like sports. You bitch. I know. Sorry. That's not the case. No, that's not true. You're right. Turns out. And I just read this, actually, uh, is that you don't even like sports. Oh, that's weird. I guess we will have to put that on the parking lot and come back to it later. Hey, everybody. Welcome to You Don't Even Like Sports. Welcome to our season finale. Season finale. Rounding third, heading for home. That's the right sports Heading analogy. for Hooters. Exactly. We are wrapping up the John Daly season. And spoiler, it ends where all things John Daly begin at Hooters. Yes. Yeah. It's a, we got a lot going on because here's the thing is this is an ever evolving situation. Yeah. He's still alive. Barely. Shockingly. This is the, but still I think alive. this is the most updated character we've covered. Yeah. Right. I mean, with Jose Canseco, it was just like, yeah, he's got like some car wash. Maradona died. Right. As we were oh, yeah. doing that. Pod. That is fair. So that was good timing on his part. I forgot about that because it's soccer. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. So it barely matters. But yeah, John Daly still at it. The antics have not let up because we mostly covered his book on this season, which is called My Life In and Out of the Rough. And we covered Sherry Daly's book. And it's a choose your own adventure. And they all end in prison. <laughs> Her book came out in 2011. His came out in 2006. And I don't know if you know this, but a lot of years have passed since both of those times. Elven years. Yeah, it's been. Oh, I read that wrong. It's 11. Over a decade. It's decayed. So we got a lot to talk about. Kind of a ton to talk about. More than I expected. And it's funny because no good news. No. Like it's all. It's so funny because you just you see it happening. It's 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 like their lives are like a violent Beverly Hillbillies. Is the last story not good news? I mean, no, (laughs) probably not. No, probably not for the family, but we'll get there. I mean, for the earth as a whole, maybe a little. (laughs) It's good for us. But like, it's weird shit, like random weird shit. Start, I mean, some stuff is like, wow, how could this have happened? And then other stuff, you're like, I know how this happened. Yeah. The first thing that happened, I mean, probably not the first thing, but the first thing we're going to talk about post John Daly book, and we're going to go in kind of chronological order here. I don't know why I said kind of. This is in chronological order. 2008, the Butch Harmon breakup. A torrid affair. It sure was. They loved to do it. Mm-hmm. By that, I mean play golf. Butch Harmon, legendary golf instructor, very, very briefly, in an effort to prove he was rededicated to the game, John Daly hired Butch Harmon as his swing coach. And this was in part because John Daly lost his PGA Tour card in 2007, meaning they took it from him, not... No, not they, he, it was lost in a Hooters bathroom. Yeah, someone turned it in at a Hooters, lost and found. Probably both, though. That's actually grounds for losing your card, <laughs> figuratively, as if you lose it literally in a Hooters. So he hires this swing coach to prove to people that he's 
dedicated to the game again and trying to get that tour card back. Because by this point, he had enough like sponsor exemptions and things that he could kind of play in tournaments either way. But he wanted that card back. Unfortunately, the relationship with Butch Harmon ended after John Daly spent a little too much time in the Hooters tent at the 2008 Pods Championship in Tampa during a rain delay. Like that sentence is like an entire novel (laughs) because you get hit with the mystery, which is Hooters tent at a golf event. And you're like, that doesn't. And then it's like at a 2008 Pods Championship, you're like, all right. And you're like in Tampa. I'm like, there it is. (laughs) Yeah. It, it all adds up when you think about it. Got champagne in that tent in Florida. Is it more or less controversial that he also came out of that tent with NFL head coach John Gruden as his caddy, now disgraced, noted racist NFL head coach John Gruden? But back He's a then, disgracist. <laughs> I don't get it. I took the words and I put them together. Oh, they should come up with a word for that. They won't. This is a quote from Butch Harmon. You don't see guys who are any good doing that. My whole goal for him was he's got to show me golf is the most important thing in his life. And the most important thing in his life is getting drunk. End quote. It's Butch Harmon talking about John Daly. And I would argue accurate. That's not wrong. Well, maybe, I mean, he, he didn't bring up the um, peanut M&M's. Right. So showing a little restraint here. A little bit. That's libel, Butch. Yeah, holding back. What's crazy about this story is John Daly, he was interviewed about it later, and he said this is actually the reason he has a bad reputation as someone who parties too much is because Butch Harmon told these stories about him after the Pods Championship. Oh, is that why? Yeah, yeah. John, we have eyes. <laughs> Cameras exist, John. But it's it's Butch Harmon's fault. Like, that's why everyone thinks John Daly's bad, Jeff. You don't even get it. This is a quote. But then the stories come out that I was drinking in the tent, drunk and stuff on the Thursday. And it's a joke. Butch, I guess, told the Golf Channel that I'm just a drunk. And it was ridiculous that Coach Gruden caddied for me. He just made up stuff that he didn't really know the facts were straight. And by putting it out all over the world and not talking to me, I mean, it's kind of ridiculous. Real men just don't do that. My lifestyle has been great. I'm eating nope. too much, but I'm not drinking hardly at all, and I never go out. That was July 2008. In October 2008, John Daly was taken into protective custody by North Carolina police after passing out with his eyes open at a Hooters. Seems like a rough three months. <laughs> yeah, he really fell off the wagon hard after the pods championship, I guess. It's funny to me that every time he tries to claim that he doesn't have a drinking problem, we're all like, we know. Yeah. We see you, John. He's like, so what? I was just in the hospital for being drunk. You don't know me. Doesn't mean nothing, man. Real men don't do that. You ever heard me sing knocking on heaven's door? He is knocking on heaven's door. (laughs) All the time. Beating on Uh, it. Yeah. Just just slamming his body through. He is. He's Jack Torrance with an (laughs) ax at heaven's door. I love that he was like, he only drank Diet Pepsi because, you know, at the Hooters tent, they were like, Pepsi products okay? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) This was in Winston-Salem, North Carolina, the famous passing out at Hooters with his eyes open. Police were called because people were worried that John Daly was maybe dead. But then when they got there... Worried. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Mostly for medical reasons, not, (laughs) not societal reasons. Yeah, or like having to work late reasons. 
All the waitresses breathed a temporary sigh of relief. <laughs> oh, Christ. When the police showed up, though, he was being tended to by paramedics already, and he refused to go to the hospital. So they put him in protective custody for the night. I like the idea that Hooters has on-call paramedics for when John Daly shows up. <laughs> like, you just hit a Daly button, and, like, two paramedics and a cop have to, like, come out. It's just still the Hooters girls, but they put pants on. Yeah, come little out. belt. <laughs> little, little belt with some Band-Aids in it, some smelling salts. But, I mean, yeah, he, did, he didn't get arrested for this because he's rich and he's a white dude. And he was in North Carolina. So In North Carolina, that's just a Thursday, man. Yeah, it's a Thursday at Hooters. That's what that is. <laughs> Got to stop at Bojangles on the way from Hooters after that. You ever been to a Bojangles? I sure have. Is it good? I don't think I have. It's fine. Yeah, I'm sure. So the next incident, this happens in 2009, but it dates back to 2005. Which that is the year, 2005, is when John Daly initially filed, I would argue, one of the most frivolous libel lawsuits of all time. The suit was filed against the Florida Times Union newspaper and columnist Mike Freeman. And the reason he filed this lawsuit is because Freeman referenced John Daly's, quote, thug life qualifications, end quote, in reference to his domestic violence allegations and said that Daly, quote, failed the scoundrel sniff test. That sounds British, right? It does a little bit. Yeah, that sound, sounds they've the scoundrel sniff test. <laughs> the that, bastardly decisions. That is a very weird way to put it. The scoundrel sniff test. That doesn't sound like Florida at all. John Daly was also upset that this writer compared him to Sean Kemp. And it's like, you obviously haven't read enough about Sean Kemp. That is a perfectly so lucky. <laughs> John Daly has a 48 inch vertical. <laughs> <laughs> Love to see pictures of him training and just like jumping over tires and stuff. Just fucking dunking on people the high top fade <laughs> oh gross but it's still all blonde and shit Ugh. gross pink skin underneath it <laughs> yuck just somebody needs to photoshop john daly with a sean kemp style high top fade please <laughs> please we and don't ask for much here on you don't even like sports but that's something yeah. we might need we're givers we're not takers but God, nike high tops <laughs> pumps pair of reebok pumps Oh, Reebok pumps. I was so excited for those. And then they came out and I was like, that's one of the ugliest shoes I've ever seen. That's insane. I'm not putting that yeah. on my feet. It's crazy. So if all of that sounds like a mix of absolute fact and the kind of opinionating that the First Amendment protects and allows us to do as Americans, that's because it absolutely is. And that was the same conclusion a judge finally came to in 2009. That's when John Daly's libel lawsuit finally got tossed. Four years of that, huh? Yeah, that sucks. Uh, like, if I was that judge, I'd be so mad that I even had to hear that case. Oh, yeah. Like, you motherfuckers. This is a quote from Circuit Judge. I wrote huge Carithers, but I think it's you. <laughs> that, that is Carithers. his name. <laughs> huge. Huge Carithers. <laughs> This is a quote. The alleged defamatory statements are opinions based upon disclosed facts. The First Amendment leaves it to the reader, not the courts, to assess the quality of the author's judgment. End quote. Even worse for John Daly, and in a twist I appreciate a whole lot, he was forced to pay the Florida Times Union's legal fees for this lawsuit. Because it was really just a rich dude abusing the legal system because he yeah. can and I'm going to add that newspapers can't afford $272,000 of anything. No, 
especially not by this point. Yeah. 2009. Yeah. They had already been wrecked by the internet. Yeah. This actually gets worse for John Daly, though, because when you take someone to court for saying that you're kind of a creep, what they're going to do is start trying to find as much evidence as they can to support the assertion that you are kind of a creep. In the process of that, the Florida Times Union was able to subpoena John Daly's PGA Tour disciplinary record. Jeff, it was 456 pages long. Jesus Christ, who wrote that? That is like the length of the Mueller report. It's like Tolstoy. <laughs> that is, yeah, that is a Stephen King book. Mm -hmm. Like a moderate length Stephen King book, but still. And reminder, this is just through 2008. He has still been on the PGA Tour most of this whole time. So it's probably a lot longer now. But back then, 456 pages. It runs from April 1991, when he was cited for cursing at a playing partner. That's a bitch-made move right there, to give him a citation for that. Yeah, especially if the partner told. Fucking nerd golf. John Daly said shit while we were playing golf today. John Daly called me a bitch. <laughs> Tiger Woods. Seems like you're being a little bitch about it, man. <laughs> John Daly said ass. That's my Tiger Woods. Um, John Daly said ass. <laughs> I always feel like Tiger Woods should have a, like a lisp. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. Um, he said rude things to me. <laughs> he should have a retainer. Yeah, this is, he's wearing his headgear. He's wearing <laughs> his, his night headgear, but on the thing. Um, John Daly said really rude things to me while I was trying to play golf. He gave me a swirly and Diet Coke. He made fun of me in front of my girlfriend at Perkins. <laughs> so this tour record, it showed he was placed on probation six times, ordered to go to counseling or rehab seven times, cited for conduct unbecoming a professional 11 times, which seems low. That's the, I was like, what? A professional what? <laughs> exactly. And fined nearly $100,000. That also seems low. Yeah, it seems like, well, I mean, it's the 90s, so like adjusted for inflation, I bet it's more now. Maybe. $30 million. <laughs> now, Jeff, you're probably wondering, well, Adam, what has Sherry Miller been up to since she wrote her book? I wonder that all the time. Her book came out in 2011. The antics on her part start immediately thereafter. In 2012, for example... A warrant was issued after Sherry Miller, a.k.a. Sherry Daly, sent one woman 60 threatening text messages in a day. Who among us? <laughs> we should mention their divorce was finalized in 2010, which that seems late. It seems like that took yeah. a long time for John Daly and Sherry Daly to divorce. They had to divide up all the shattered crystal. <laughs> exactly. They had to divide up all the broken flat screens. And initially, when the divorce was finalized in February of that year, Sherry Daly was awarded custody of Lil John Daly. What? It gets worse because that lasted about a year. And then in December, Big John Daly was awarded custody of Lil John Daly on account of Little John's excessive absences from school and Sherry's failure to get him necessary speech therapy. Imagine losing custody of your child to John Daly. He's got that Tiger Woods list. <laughs> Probably, yeah. You think John calls himself Big John Stud? Oh, I hope so. Right, that seems like something would be right up his alley, yeah, huh? Yeah, yeah. Also right up his alley, being in alleys. <laughs> exactly. 
she was given a whole bunch of chances to comply with court orders over this. She'd accumulated 50 days worth of contempt citations from the judge before he finally ruled against her and sent her to jail for a few days. This seems like the kind of person who would get beaten with a phone book, right? Sherry Daly? Like, by like the cops. Oh. Like if it was any other era. <laughs> Probably, yeah. Like 50 days worth of contempt citations. I love this quote from this judge who clearly did not understand Sherry Daly's history leading up to this point. Ms. Daly needs to understand what the inside of a jail looks like. <laughs> She's not following this court's orders. That is criminal contempt. Criminal contempt. Meanwhile, here's a quote from Sherry Daly in her book talking about prison. You know, it sounds bad, but it's peaceful here. End quote. So this judge did not know what he was dealing with with that. You need to see what a jail's like, Missy. She's like Brooks from Shawshank. She's going mean, to She belongs in jail. <laughs> she wants to be this. She did this on purpose. She's more comfortable in prison. And then apparently that whole drama carries out again in 2012 because she was also arrested that year for failing to comply with court orders. And then she was arrested again in 2012 that is the arrest for the text messages. There's not a ton of information about that text message incident or who she was sending them to. What do you want to bet it was Anna Claticus? Probably pretty good. No, it's either that or it's some other woman involved in some other man that well, she was involved with. There's another woman who comes up a little bit later who it could also possibly be, but... it's This is like Clue. <laughs> it is, yeah. She's, sen she's sending Colonel Mustard threatening texts. <laughs> Sherry Daly's book kind of ends with her lamenting the fact that John Daly was cavorting with some Hooters employee that he met out on the PGA tour. And it ends up that that was Anna Claticus. She worked in like the PR department for Hooters. She wasn't like a Hooters waitress or anything. They met in 2007, which is a point where Sherry Daly and John Daly were separated but not divorced and that's apparently when he started dating anacladicus was 2007 in a highly uncharacteristic display of patience it took another seven years for him to propose once bitten thrice shy <laughs> 2014 and she said yes here's a quote from john daly's twitter tonight i asked my best friend soulmate no one better to marry me she said yes. Hashtag love. Hashtag happiness. Hashtag two souls, one heart. What a dork. Hashtag Nerd. two souls, one heart. Shut up. Fucking Did doofus. Tiger write that for him? Fucking doofus. And also no one better. That's a, I don't know if that came out the way he wanted it to. I'd say no one, be I, no one better to marry me, which is good because he's tried most people. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. He's done the research. He knows there is, in fact, no one better. They still aren't married. They're still just engaged. There are a whole bunch of articles out there that kind of credit her with turning his life around a little bit, which that's cool. I don't know if it's so much of a U-turn as much of it's like a slight bearing to the right. Yeah. Or a... <laughs> Doctors. I wouldn't say it's a turnaround. I'm saying it's steering slightly off the path. <laughs> yeah. Either that or doctors said he had to do it or he will die, which I still don't know would be enough to stop him. We'll get to that. But also when John Daly tweeted a video of him voting for Trump in 2020, she quote tweeted it with like 50 heart emojis. So fuck them both, you know? Yeah. Next incident, 2014, Sherry Miller arrested for child truancy. Again, 
Get out of town. Apparently, Sherry Daly did regain custody of Lil John at some point. And we know that because she was arrested for contributing to the delinquency of a minor in 2014. And that minor was Lil John Daly. Charge stemmed from her once again not really bothering to take him to school. In this case, 52 total unexcused absences during two separate periods, August 2012 to February 2013 and August 2013 to February 2014. He missed approximately 30% of the 2012 to 2013 school year alone. That's a lot. That sounds right. That's no, no, no. That sounds about fine. That's a lot. That's a lot of school to miss. I'm going to be honest. I mean, is he playing golf? I mean, is that why he's missing it? Is he on the links? Probably wouldn't surprise it's me. It's weird how much this kid looked. I mean, not weird, but this kid looks so much like John. It's upsetting. Yeah, he's basically John Daly. Like he he became John, and John became Santa, like racist Santa. A little bit, yeah. What's, oh, he no John Daly. If you look at a picture of John Daly now, it looks like one of those like vacationing Santa Hummels. <laughs> yeah, he looks like a disgraced Santa. He <laughs> he looks like a Santa who lives. He looks on a like house a disgraced boat. golfer for one. <laughs> yeah. But like, no, because he's wearing like Zubaz all the time yeah. and, and like fanny packs with a polo shirt. And it's just, it looks, it looks ridiculous. It looks, it looks like an American, like if you were to make a European movie and you wanted to show like an American stereotype, it would be that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, John Daly stole his father's face. Yes. Yeah. John like, Daly and little John Daly have the same grill. Absolutely. Poor bastard. What's crazy about this arrest for child truancy it happened a few days before she was supposed to start trial on separate contributing to the delinquency of a minor charges, also for Lil John's unexcused absences. But that trial at the time of her arrest was in jeopardy of being delayed because she'd also recently been arrested for contempt of court again at that point. This was 2014. Fuck the court. Yeah, that's her opinion for Quote sure. from Sherry Daly. Exactly. Well, she should probably stay out of trouble for the remainder of her time. Then she's probably that's enough to shock it out of anybody. You would think. But then she was arrested again in 2015. This time, like a regular crime. Yeah. For something a little more run of the mill sextortion. What? I'm sorry. That's not a thing, is it? It apparently is. This happened in the midst of her also unsuccessfully attempting to sue Anacladicus for alienation of affection for having an affair with John Daly while he and Sherry were separated. Thus, she should have had affection for alienation, that old TV show and movie. Good show. I like it's great it show. I have, I have affection for it. Right. I think there might've been a few other things that led to that divorce. I don't know if Anacladicus was solely responsible, but let's talk about the sextortion arrest. Like Anacladicus got her out of some shit. Yeah, pretty much. The, Arrest happened because Sherry Miller found nudes of some woman on her boyfriend's phone. And you know exactly what she did next. What? No, she did not text them to all of that woman's friends. She would have probably if it was like the woman's phone or if she had access to her phone number. But in this case, they were just pictures on her boyfriend's phone. So what she did is she sent those pictures to herself and then she posted them on her own Facebook page, which by 2015, I imagine Sherry Daly probably had a decent Facebook following. And Hell yeah. Posted this woman's nudes on her Facebook page. How many of her prison buddies were following her, you know? Exactly. And Orange is the new black team. And 
This woman, obviously, she called the police, and Sherry Daly spent 10 days as a fugitive before turning herself in. She was charged with extortion and harassment and released on $3,000 bond. So she was extorting this woman? Apparently. Like, see, that's the part that they don't really get into details about was the extortion aspect of it. Yeah, it had to be like a, a threat, like, stop dating this dude or I'll post these pictures even more places. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. Where are you posting those at, on, at the um, PGA the post office? PGA website. The Hooters tent? In your new book? <laughs> so the next incident, 2016. I'm sure we can all use a break from talking about Sherry Miller getting arrested, but I promise you we're not done with that. But before we get back to it. We're never done with that. Let's take a detour and chat about that time in 2016 when John Daly and Anna Cladicus appeared on an episode of Bar Rescue. We both watched this, right? We did. Season it's... four, episode 46. When you said that, I was like, so like episode 46 of the show? There's 10 episodes a season, so it's season four, episode six? Nope. No. There no. are 50-some episodes per season. That dude's got to be so tired. Well, like, when does he take a break? That's one. That's an episode a week for a he year. Just shows up and screams at people. He does. Clean your fucking bar. What's your fucking pro? Fuck you. Fuck you. <laughs> it was I'm going to buy of... your fucking bar and burn it to the ground and piss on the ashes. It was kind of a fun show. I'm going to watch more episodes probably. It seems like it would be good background noise. They know how to do it, man. Working. But yeah, they, Anna Cladicus and her siblings own a bar in Florida, of course. It's called the Bridge Lounge in Tarpon Springs. Her dad, Bill bought the bar in 2003 and then he died like an irresponsible old goat in 2015 and Anna's brother Manny took over the bar Anna co-owns it with him the episode's kind of wild the they were not it's, taking good place good good care of that bar there's a there's a manager that seems like a plant by the producers yeah he's there's, he's a weird there's a manager character. in there where you're watching it and you're like this seems like it was edited in a way to make this one guy look so shitty yeah and then he storms off because of how shitty he's being made to look but there was also that scene where the guy jammed a paper towel up one of the bar spouts and pulled it out and there was bug on it it's dirt and, classic and that, and that was like the tap that they were serving beers from it just had oh, they don't clean the lines yeah dead bugs in it oh it was nasty they didn't have food no food none not, not in a, a bar in a bar no food which is rude get a get a fucking food i mean i was like get a food truck and it's like that was kind of one of the things they did yeah get a pizza oven this was actually one of the first places that people heard anything from anacladicus like she's not a super public type whereas you know sherry daly was everywhere with john daly anacladicus isn't a public figure she doesn't talk to people that much so this was kind of the world's introduction to anacladicus she seems nice she seems like a dedicated partner her twitter handle is jd's ace yeah yeah so that's i mean she's they're in love good for them she's, you know she likes a racist we can't make her not be racist right i think we probably could like, probably like, done her very well yeah i know everyone's wondering follow up to the Bridge Lounge episode. Are they still open? They are, but they changed the name to The Bridge, a locals bar. They did that on the show. Yeah. And they made a pivot to really, really leaning into karaoke. How many times do you think John Daly has sang Knocking on Heaven's Door 
at the bridge. How long has it been since this episode aired? 2017? 2016. 2016. So he's six years, 365, 1800. Yeah, something like that. Probably yeah. round up 2000, I'm sure. Because yeah. there's some nights he's going to go at it more than once, obviously. Fair enough. Plus, I didn't consider that 65 days per. So you're adding, you know. Sure, sure, yeah. Yeah. Six, six years of 65 days is another 365, roughly. I don't know. Yeah, that's a lot of days. A lot of singing Bob Dylan tunes, but you know he was there for it every night. He's going to grip it and rip it for you, Jeff. Can, a bar where he can sing Knocking on Heaven's Door? <laughs> that's probably why they pivoted to karaoke. He was probably like, any way we can get this place turned into a Hooters or what? <laughs> <laughs> what if we put like chicks and tank tops and chicken wings in here? I like how absolutely little he does to promote the bar. It's like you're John Daly. You want to introduce people to the bar. How about you just say John Daly's going to be there? I wonder if there are rules about that with his agent. Like, I wonder if there are very specific things that he's like not allowed to do because he has like promotional, like he can't promote another bar if you have a, like a relationship with Hooters, for example. Yeah, that's very possible. Could be it. Yeah, he just kind of sits around on that episode drinking. Yeah, I have a feeling him showing up on that episode was a pretty huge favor. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It seemed like for sure. Also, that guy seems a bit like the John Daly of bar rescue people. Just the a very host, like, aggressive mean? big man telling people to fuck right off. Yeah, that guy's a character for sure. He is aggressive about turning around a bar. God damn. Well, you wouldn't have a TV show if he wasn't. Yeah. Boring shit. You need a guy to be like, you're a fucking dipshit. Fuck you. Tune in to whatever <laughs> station we're on next week. True TV, probably. It is. Yeah, it's a true is TV it? show. Yeah. Oh, I feel pretty good about that guess. <laughs> I mean, it's a pretty accurate, like what other, what other it, channel? Yeah, it's got true TV vibe. It's got true TV narration for sure. Yeah. All right. Back to Sherry Miller, a.k.a. Sherry Daly getting arrested. Oh, I mean, so John Daly, he's knocking on heaven's door. Sherry Daly is knocking on a dude's head with a golf club, <laughs> essentially. At least she stays with the game. She, yeah. she, didn't let, she didn't let John ruin the game for her, and that's important. Exactly. This arrest happened in 2016, one of two arrests that year, and it is a doozy. This time, Sherry Daly was arrested for breaking into her ex-boyfriend's home. It was around 3.30 in the morning on a Tuesday, and she attacked him with a golf club. The ex-boyfriend in question was Arthur Horn, who I think I found him on Instagram. I'm pretty confident that yeah. the avid golfing Memphis lawyer who I found on Instagram is the same Arthur Horn. Well, I'm just a Southern Memphis lawyer that enjoys an awesome game of golf on the links, but sometimes I have to get beaten nearly to death by <laughs> John Daly's ex-wife. He told police that Sherry Daly was able to enter the home because she had a garage door opener, which, well, yeah, obviously that's going to give a person entrance into the home. But no, that just gave her entrance into the garage, which is where she grabbed a golf club and then went around back and smashed two glass doors in and then went in, hit Horn a few times with the golf club, but he was able to get it away from her and escorted her outside where she picked up an ADT security sign and hit him with that. Irony. Yeah. I went, was that alarm going off? It better have been. Yeah. That moment. Twist. There was a woman there with Horn at the time. That woman, of course, being the woman who Sherry Daly got arrested for. In a cladicate. Oh. For sex storting. I was way off. Very, very far off. Yes. But that I, woman I, that was there, John Daly. <laughs> 
By this point, both women had restraining orders taken out against each other. So how did she, Sherry Daly get a restraining order? She actually already had one when the incident with the 60 text messages happened. They already had restraining orders on each other by that point. So these two just clean hate each other and are going to murder each other someday. And it almost happened in 2016, apparently. Classic. So, yeah, Sherry Daly was charged for violating that restraining order and also for aggravated assault, domestic violence, aggravated burglary, domestic violence and violating a protection order. You love to see it. She's done, right? Because that's got to be that's going to Jeff going to bring you out of this. If you're Sherry Miller, come on, Jeff, there's one more. 2016 oh. again, Sherry Miller gets arrested. This time it was because she picked up her other son, the one who isn't Lil John, from school and then did this thing where she didn't take him back to his father who had full custody. They call that kidnapping in some states, but apparently that's not what she was charged with. It's an Amber Alert, baby. Yeah. And it was very much that. When this f story first broke, it was a total anyone with information on the whereabouts of Sherry Daly call Crime Stoppers. Like one of the articles we'll link to says that at the end. Like she kind of kidnapped this kid. But Hell yeah. It seems like she just took him to her parents' place. Because there's an article where her parents are like, she didn't do nothing wrong. He could have came over here and got him. And it's like, that's, that's fair. To be 100% honest, though, sometimes it's just like, is this, do we have to go through all sorts of legal channels to do this? Like, yeah, part, part of me is just like, all right, calm down. It seems like that might have been more of a vindictive calling to the police. Oh, it's very possible. So we are done with Sherry Daly getting arrested. We are not done with John Daly almost dying. So, I'm sorry. Yeah, there's I mean, that seems that seems evergreen. <laughs> there was an incident in 2019, for example, where uh, John Daly was almost killed by a brown recluse spider. The fuck did you just that's like a Mad Libs. <laughs> Here's the thing. I don't know how I feel about this story because he says he didn't even know he was bitten by the spider at first. I've been bitten by a brown recluse spider. You know, I was a child. I was wearing flip flops walking through my neighbor's yard and something just climbed up in my shoe and bit me. And it was possibly the most excruciating pain I have ever felt. And I passed out at the dinner table later that night. Apparently, I don't remember that part, but I do remember uh, walking on crutches and being in a wheelchair for about a week after that because it fucks you up. But I will accept that he might have been too drunk to realize he got yeah. bit. I bet John Daly's pain tolerance is insane. Oh, yeah, it's got to be. I bet he's like Homer in the boxing episode. I bet if Sherry Daly beat him with a golf club, it would have taken three shots to wake him up. Probably. Yeah, I could see that. Don't get me started. Was he at one of, was he at ye oldie Hooters? <laughs> when this happened? Hooters has, a, Hooters has a U in it. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know if he was hammered enough. I could see him not realizing it happened. It seems like as he's going through this, it probably happened. Yeah. Like, I know it seems like a bit skeptical because obviously if it happened to you as a kid, but like, this is an adult drunk, this is a 300 pound adult drunk. Like, <laughs> this is a very different story than, you know, you being six and being awake when it happened. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess the part where it happened in the UK is weird, but brown recluse spiders have spread to the UK in recent years, normally only found in the South and Central United States. Well, I tell you what. It seems to me that brown recluse spiders are soon going to be expelled and sent to Rwanda. 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. Bad time to relocate to the UK if you're brown. Here's a quote from John Daly about being bit by a spider. This is also on Twitter. My life, chapter 84K. Craziest event. Was in England last week and incurred a spider bite, not really knowing it. Fast forward to Friday, mouth-to-mouth, compression, and unknowingly now in an ambulance, rushed to ER, all while on family vacation and straight into surgery, removing what developed into a major infection in my abdominal area and treated for early sepsis, all from a brown recluse. Not just knee pain now, abdominal pain, but prayers to the big man above. I'm alive. Spiders are no joke. Hashtag spider pro. Hashtag photo was too graphic. Hashtag glad to be alive. Hashtag in some serious pain. Will you cut it out with the fucking hashtags? You no, he's an old man. Yeah, he is. The oldest. I accept it. He is surprisingly active on Instagram, by the way. Oh, yeah. Like he is on it. We got a grill like that. You're going to want to put it out to the people as much as possible. That's for sure. Also, that beard of his is like new. I don't like the tint. I wish it was like blatantly white or blatantly yellow, but it looks like it's white with tobacco stains or something, which could very well be the case. Yeah, It looks like he started growing it out around September of 2020. It is a COVID beard. But he also like he shaves like the top of his chin. So the beard doesn't connect up towards like his lip. So it goes down like his mouth and then it like kind of like he leaves like a circle under his under his lower lip. I don't like that. No, it's it's weird. It's weird. A beard should be low effort. Yeah. You shouldn't have to like take a razor to your beard every day. Yeah. You shouldn't have to manicure it. What are you, a Philadelphia rapper? Yeah. Care about your beard that much? Tennessee? Where are you from? Tennessee or New York City? <laughs> so John Daly was almost killed by a brown recluse spider. Fortunately, he survived that ordeal so he could almost be killed by bladder cancer in 2020 this had to be the diet coke right he was drinking 15 diet cokes a day yeah you don't something tells me that he hasn't had a natural food in quite some time yeah he was diagnosed with bladder cancer in 2020 he underwent surgery to have it removed and that surgery was considered successful but doctors also said there was an 85 percent chance it would return probably because there is a 100% chance he's going to keep pounding Diet Coke on the regular after this. I feel like his bones are probably dissolved at this point too, right? Yeah. Yeah. He's mush. He's mush inside. Yeah. And out. Yeah. Well, definitely out. We know that. He's just like a big old bearded stack of mashed potatoes. (laughs) He sure is. I am fascinated with the cultivation of his beard, by the way. (laughs) At one point in time, it becomes like this like little like flat brick under his chin. Yeah, I don't like that. It is it is wild. Here is a quote from John Daly about his cancer removal surgery. He said there's an 85% chance it comes back. So I've got to go back and see him in three months. They'll probably have to cut it out again. It's probably going to come back and then another three months that you don't know. You just don't know. Luckily for me, they caught it early. But bladder cancer is something that I don't know all the details. But it doesn't look like it may go away. We will just see what happens Maybe there's a miracle. So that's a bummer. Like John's cashed in a lot of miracles at this point in time. Yeah. Yeah. He's he's spent them, spent them like cash in his life. (laughs) Spent them like gambling money. Yeah. He's he's smashed him with a golf club and a drunken fit. So maybe there's a chance he'll turn things around. But then there's also this 
quote. I've cut way back on the Diet Coke and counting minutes before I can have a cigarette. I'm trying to quit smoking. The doctors aren't saying it's too late. Unfortunately, it's a cancer that keeps coming back. But I'm going to listen to them and I'm going to try and quit smoking. If it comes back, it comes back. Six months to a year, if it doesn't go away, I'm going to live my life. I'm going to have some fun. So he's going to give it six months. And if not, back to the Otis Spunkmeyer muffins. There it is. I bet he never. Gotta get those like those Otis chemo muffins. I bet he never stopped eating those. There's no way. Not a chance in hell. Those aren't carcinogens. Leave those out for a Santa. So, yeah, it is. It's considerate that he's going to give six months to a year for all of the damage he's done to his body through decades and decades of hard living. To write itself. year career of self-abuse. <laughs> and if it doesn't turn around in six, six to 12 months, he's right back at it. But it's apparently not impacted his game too much because he was still winning championships as recently as December 2021 when he won the 2021 PNC Championship alongside his son, Lil John. What? And speaking of Lil John, to close out this episode, to close out this series... In a move that Golf Digest described as, quote, making the most sense of anything ever, end quote, Lil John Daly signed a name image likeness deal with Hooters in April 2022. Talk about a full circle moment. Yeah, that's what you would think. When I think of Hooters, you know whose face I think? That racist cabbage patch doll face that the (laughs) Daly family is carrying around with them. What's crazy is... All of these years, Big John Daly was never officially signed to a partnership deal with Hooters. <laughs> why would he? <laughs> why, why would they? they? Why would they do that? Yeah. Yeah. They only had to do it now, probably because he can't drink anymore because of the bladder cancer. Yeah. They're like, all right, it's fine. <laughs> like, we got to get him in here somehow now. But that's now fixed because along with that name, image and likeness deal, Lil John, it's worth noting, is a freshman at University of Arkansas. Big John signed his first official partnership with the definitely sure to be around forever and ever Hooters restaurant chain. Here's a quote. R.I.P. Burbank. Mm, So sad. Hooters is thrilled to make our long-standing relationship with John official and to enter an exciting new venture with Little John as our first NIL ambassador. John's larger-than-life personality makes him an ideal representative of Hooters' fun-loving spirit, while Little John will promote our brand to the next generation as one of the next big names in golf. We are ecstatic to have the dailies, fantastic golfers and great personalities on board as spokespeople for Hooters, the definitive 19th hole. Got a larger than life liver. (laughs) As part of the deals, Lil and Big John both will promote the Hooters brand through various marketing activities, including significant roles on social media and other digital channels. I feel like they were going to do that anyway, though. I got to be honest, man, I'd get that just for the shrimp yeah i mean to get expensive these days to get a discount on that food yeah i'd sign that nil deal yeah i'll do an nil right now if you're listening hooters i'll do an nil with you right now yeah where if you just keep feeding me them shrimp them and bring back the 9-11 sauce bring back the 9-11 sauce what the fuck yeah you clearly don't care about public image yeah you've got the dailies you've forgotten the 9-11 of golf I don't know if there is a better quote for us to end this season 
on. This quote is little John Daly talking about his name, image, likeness deal with Hooters. Here goes. Hooters is the ideal place for me to go and unwind after a long day on the course or in the classroom. So I am honored to be chosen as an ambassador for the iconic brand. I've seen my father's great relationship with Hooters over the years, and I am proud to continue my family's association with this iconic brand. Side note, John Daly, the second is not of legal drinking age yet. But still, where better to go after a hard day in class? Than the oots. Yeah, imagine being that like a, a like a Gen Z kid and being like <laughs> at, and being after class, and be like, Whew, man, that was a rough class. You guys want to head on over to Hooters? <laughs> you want to hit the Hooters? You want to go to the Hoots? I was at the Hooters in, for free. I was at the Hooters in Mall of America once. I mean, uh, several times, but this Obviously, once yeah. when I was there, there was an entire Boy Scout troop there with their troop leader and it turned out they were there from illinois like imagine being that bold because you're gonna have to look at those kids and be like listen don't tell your parents that we went to hooters you're gonna get a badge for that yeah your tent pitching badge your your secrets badge (laughs) so yeah it's a happy ending full circle little john daly john daly senior come together, sign their deals with Hooters at the same time. I think it's exactly what LeBron James wants out of his relationship with his son. Well, I think he wants them both to play in the NBA at the same time. But this is... Or to work at Hooters. This is yeah, this is just like that, to both sign deals with Hooters at the same time. It's the golf equivalent of that for sure. Yeah. Like if me and you signed Hooters deals at the same time, can you imagine the uproar? This is a royalty situation. Yeah. Yeah. This is primogeniture. <laughs> this yeah. is the son taking over the throne. They are both one percenters now. I mean, they've probably been one percenters for quite yeah, a while. Yeah, I mean, the one per- it's only like $450,000. So. But now Diet Coke is a three percenter for what it did to John Daly. Yeah, I wonder if that's why John Daly signed this deal. Because Coke gave him bladder cancer. And he's like, fuck you, man. I'm signing with Hooters. They only got Pepsi. I'm going with Pepsi. Pepsi ain't going to give me no bladder cancer, man. It might. Sure, sure will. Probably will, John. So, yeah, I think we did it, Jeff. We did it. We got a new season that will be coming along. But at first, we finished this disaster of a human. Yeah, we got to figure out who we're going to talk about next. We've been we have ideas. going back and forth. We'll figure it out. Don't you goddamn worry about We'll be back soon. We'll be back very soon. And these episodes, uh, by the time, if you're listening to this publicly, this is out for free. Jose Can Say Cast is out for free. Ooh. All sorts of stuff you should be listening to. And yeah, we'll be back with another season very soon. In the meantime, what do we have to plug? I'm doing a live podcast at uh, Caveat NYC, August 28th. It's a Sunday, 4 p.m., be me, Alex Schmidt, Sliceberg Slim, and Khalees Hawkins, who is a fantastic comedian. So uh, come to that. Tickets are on sale now. If you can't attend in person, you can buy live stream tickets on Caveat NYC's website also, or go to unpops.co slash NYC. Jeff, what do you got to plug? Well, I know you got, you know me, you know, I have cool friends. I, I don't know you. We've been friends for like a decade, man. Oh, right, right. Yeah, go on. Me, it's Jeff May from You Don't Even Like Sports. Yeah, yeah, You Don't Even Like Sports. Yes, you don't. Um, this is the name of the podcast. Uh, I don't know if you know this, but I have cool friends. I have a show called Jeff Has Cool Friends. You can listen to it for free, or if you want early, unedited 
episodes with bonus content, you can head on over to patreon.com slash Jeff May, where you can hear that, plus the monthly UG Fine with Kim Crawl and more coming. Again, that's patreon.com slash Jeff May. You can also check out Gamefully Unemployed's Tom and Jeff Watch Batman on the Gamefully Network, as well as the Unpopular Opinion Podcast with Adam. If you are in the Burbank area, Blast from the Past in Magnolia in beautiful Burbank, California, hosts Mint on Card, the live stand-up comedy show that I do every second Friday of the month. So come out of that, too. Shut up. No, don't be cruel. I'm sorry. Shut up. I'm not nice. Oh, also, one last thing before we go. Uh, Jeff doesn't even like sports. That's not true. That's you. You don't even like sports. Too late. I already said it. Hey, let's get out of here. Jeff, say goodbye. You get the John Daly 2 rookie card, everybody. (laughs) Goodbye, everybody. We love you. Jam it, Tim!